<laughs> Yo, RIP to my pops. Um, before my pops died, he was my best friend. I know that most people can't say that about their parents. Uh, some people's parents are alive and don't have the relationship with them that I have. So, um, shout out to you, my father, my dad. Um, and I wish you were here, but you were taken from me. So it is what it is. Jay, I just want to say you a piece of shit. Because <laughs> you, because you, you caught me <laughs> mid laugh. I am dying with laughter, and then you was like, "Rest in peace to my dad." Now I look like an asshole on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. What? But happy, happy Father's Day. Day! Happy Father's Day to the people who are our age who have kids and are taking care of them. To the generations before us, especially the impactful fathers who don't just father their own kids, but also father generations. You know, the, mm. the community leaders that actually care about us, grandfathers, um, the people who lived through those rough times. Because they're... Jim Crow was not that long ago. Civil rights was not that long ago. So we have grandfathers, yeah, we have grandfathers who lived through those times and father us the right way. So happy Father's Day to you guys. Jay, there are a lot of artists right now making music that deals with black pain, you know? Because even her has a song called I Can't Breathe. Yeah, I, I didn't hear it yet, but I saw it um, being promoted. So there's this, there's definitely this um shift in popular music that's saying like, yo, we understand what's happening and we're going to talk about it. I think it's a moment. There ain't no, this ain't no thing. I don't think so. I, I think that um a lot of these artists, they, they're black. Like they, they, they know that they, what their experience is and they're starting to get older and realize, wait, I you, need to you, say something about this. I need to you think there's going to be a shift in the type of music they make? I, I think so. Because remember, you think Trey like, Song's going to change the type of music he make? I think so. I, I think especially the older artists because Trey has seen his success. He's in some eyes, he's peaked already. So now it's like, all right, I'm at this point. I can use my voice to do something bigger. I'm going to do that instead. Because Beyonce, Beyonce put out that, that excellent song, Black Parade. But Beyonce been, she'd been talking a little. That's not a big shift from Beyonce. But then, um, Jay, but she did do a big shift. Jay had a her big, big shift. shift was going into the Beyonce album. You remember before? Y'all remember I didn't like Beyonce for a long time. Yeah, you hated her. Until she did that shift. So everyone it. can do the shift. Yeah, I, I did not know. Right, but her, her shift was... I'm not saying, I want to say organic, but I don't say that to say that everybody else on is fake. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that she made her own maturation on her own, right? There's no push. There's no cultural shift happening in the world to lead to it. That's kind of why I'm like, eh, it might be here for a little while. I can't picture Trey Songz changing the style of music. Does he have the talent to? Yes, that man sounds phenomenal on that song. <laughs> Well, he he sounded like he could fill the gap that got left with R. Kelly being, you know, nasty motherfucker. Wasn't that he what sounded he was that supposed good. to be? That's what he was supposed to be. He sounded that good, but I don't think he's making that shift as Trey Songz. I think I'm going to really agree with you on that point. Um, but because there is a cultural shift, there will be people who follow that shift that will get acknowledgement, you know, who would not have gotten acknowledgement before. For example, can you imagine J. Cole coming, coming out in 2005? Where, where Southern Drill rap was starting to become popular, you know, that J, J. Cole wouldn't fit in. But mm -hmm. so, so now there are artists 
who are coming out during these shift and music music that is coming out during these shift that is getting exposure that would have never gotten exposure because so they like, would have not been a shift. Somebody like I think it's Lil Baby did a song. You yeah. think he gonna change his shit? He might not change it, but there there will be artists around him, under him that won't be Lil Baby. You know, I hear what you like. That's listening to. I hear that. Yo, where did Taj go? I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, Vanish oh, that's your shoulder. Into the shadows. That's your shoulder. <laughs> Got it. What was the name of the song one more time, Jay? Before I trace home. Uh, let me get it for you right now. Cause I know it's gonna pop up. Cause um, there's one song he has with Summer Walker that I like a lot right now. Oh no, nah, he was out by him. It was by himself. By himself. How many times? That's the name of the song. Phenomenal song. Even my mother liked the song. He was on The View singing the song. He sang in front of Whoopi Goldberg and she liked it. So? Not on title. <laughs> I like Goldberg don't be impressed with nobody. He don't be impressed with nobody. Okay. Listen, you, you got a problem with Whoopi Goldberg, bro? Let me tell you something. I really oh. like The View a lot. I don't, I, didn't go out I don't like it. I like I like Whoopi Goldberg, and I think that there's sometimes a shift between generations, right? I think she thinks like an older black woman who experienced what she experienced, but she and I don't think like. So I agree with that. Sometimes I be like, mm, "Damn, Whoopi, I was with you until you said," but I'm like, you know what? That's yeah, but that, how I that, feel pro about that proves my point. Because now, if I'm telling you that generation of an audience likes the song, it should be explaining how. Um, encompassing the song is. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree with that. But that's also an example of how music is shifting. Because even if the older generation listen to Trey songs, that means that shift is happening. That's what I'm saying. I am surprised they listen to um, Trey songs, but I, don't, I still don't think so. I mean, I would love to be wrong, but I feel like I say it every week. I don't believe in people like how y'all do. I think I think Lamel said it best, um, where he's like, the person under Little Baby won't be Little Baby. So it's like, you might hear the the shift and and instead of making that kind of music, you'll make something that's more conscious, even if it's on that that drill beat because you can do that still. You can have these these new trap beats and have something positive to say. Yeah, and I, I think we'll see that more often. I would love to be wrong. I think since we're um talking about the future generations, we should hit off with what our intro. We, we didn't enjoy. introduce the podcast yet. Hello. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Knowledgeable Ignorance Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Ted Brown. Alongside me, I got Jay, Kwame, Overton, and Taj. I said Overton. I apologize. Sensei O. It's okay. How you doing today, fellas? You know, just in case you guys want to follow me on my on my Instagram, there it is for y'all. There it is. Right in smart idea. How are you guys today? Good. We're doing great. Kwame got a haircut, so I know you feel nice. I didn't get a haircut. Well, I'm not getting no haircut. I didn't get a haircut. Where? Why did you look right there? I, I, I combed out. Right there. I thought it was combed out. He just oh, so you shaved. I shaved. That's all I did. There it is. There it is. Kwame <laughs> shaved. Okay. Okay. I'm like, Kwame look husband. clean. <laughs> You do look clean, though. Yeah, good, good job. Oh, yeah, I know how to. Trust me. I know how to make it happen. Bro. Trust me. <laughs> I, tr Ladies, I try. I know how to make it happen. 
Not me. Juan, are you going to take that? They said you were a queen now. That's what I'm Damn. saying. 17 episodes in, bro. He said you ain't got no... They said everything about you. Personally, I think you were a queen from the jump. You're going to give it to them. Just swing on them. I'm watching. Don't worry, I'll watch. I ain't going to tell nobody. I ain't going to snitch. I'm recording. This is episode 17. Oh, Lord. Uh, (laughs) We want to give a very special shout out to all the essential workers. Well, unless you're out here murdering people. Um, All the, everyone out there, all the delivery food service people, thank you for still bringing me my food. Uh, Everyone that's going out of their house to go help somebody else. Everyone going out of their house to scream out uh, that black lives matter and black trans lives matter. And all these lives that matter, but not saying all lives matter. Thank you. Um, with that being said, let's just go right into it. Our first topic, you know, Florida men. <laughs> Yo, one day Todd's gonna have these sound effects ready. One day. Right, what we're gonna see right now? What is this? Can we see it? All right. Happy Father's Day, guys. In Florida news. Oh yeah. Also, shout that out to me. I don't like Father's Day. I got it. Happy, <laughs> Happy Father's Day. To Whoa, all the fathers 85 miles an hour? Taj, we're going to say it afterwards. You see why I don't like Father's <laughs> Now, let me Yo, tell you something. Yo, Kwame said he didn't want to hear nothing in pre-production. <laughs> this is why you got to read the headlines. <laughs> now, so, I, I see 12-year-olds. I, I didn't read the title yet. I didn't even oh, I'm read. sorry. First of all, no, that doesn't even make any sense. This is a lie. Oh, and once again, knows. if you not once this is again. a lie. Twelve year old cannot reach, yo, cannot back reach in the day, gas. If, <laughs> back in the day when I was in charge, I would have muted all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even read the title yet. <laughs> the title is outlandish. What are you talking about? <laughs> I go, I got it. If you're listening <laughs> to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google. Boombox, wherever you're listening to our podcast, I definitely recommend you go onto the YouTube so you can see the article. Oh my God, hold on. I didn't even read the whole, oh, this is phenomenal. I'm sorry, JJ, go ahead. <laughs> Today is Florida man. Police, Florida man lets 12-year-old drive Jeep 85 miles per hour. A Florida man is facing felony charges after police say he let a 12-year-old girl drive his SUV and told her to speed because he wanted to be a cool father, even though he's not her dad. Russell Wilson be wowing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Baby future, no. Russell, what you doing, bro? I thought something was funny because it was like twelve year old girl. Like, bro, isn't that your child? You claim her. <laughs> not your nah. child. Stepchild. <laughs> okay, we're in Jupiter, Florida today. Oh, a Florida man is facing felony charges after police say he was he let a 12-year-old girl drive his SUV and told her to speed because he wanted to be a cool father, even though he's not her dad. Sean Mickelson, Michelson, Sean Michaels, 41, told the arresting officer Monday he is friends with the girl's mother, not anymore, mm-hmm. and that the girl and her <laughs> friend were staying with him for a few days, according oh. to court records. He was trying mm-hmm. to spank. Whoa. Spank who, though? He wanted so the what? girl to be supporting him so that he could try and get with the moms. That's what I'm feeling. Wow. I like the way you 
zigzag through that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell Todd says. That's just I just left that. Yo, Florida, my nigga. I'm 41 and I let a woman and her child come stay with me, and I'm trying to be the cool father for the daughter. No, 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 no. See, this is what this is what I I I'm reading right. The girl's mother was not. There. Uh, he was right. The girl's mother was not there, and it was the girl and her friend who were staying with him. That Wait. seemed like a child and another child. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh-oh. Exactly. Oh, so I would like to pose my question again. We went from <laughs> SUV to SVU. Oh, Todd, I was with you. That's why I said I was real, it was real good how he zigzagged through that. Yeah. Was like, oh, he did that. Go to SVU and the SUV. Uh-huh, Florida's oh, a nasty place. So, Lamel, matter of fact, I can't wait now. Thank you, Lamel. I want you to say that wild shit you said before again, too. Uh, back to the article. He said the girl asked, had asked earlier in the day if she could drive his Jeep, 12 years old. So he thought it would be cool and that he was trying to be a cool father. The police report said oh Michelson also told officers he had been drinking. Surprise. So he's responsible. <laughs> Drunk, I can't drive. Let me let her go because <laughs> that's always better. <laughs> um, June Jupiter officer Craig Yoakum said in his arrest report that he spotted the Jeep making a legal U turn and then speed away at about 12 10 a.m. That's the timing on a Monday, so this is Sunday night. I think a whole year. think that Craig yoked him out the car. He followed the Jeep, <laughs> followed in the Jeep reached speeds of 85 miles per hour in a 45 miles per hour zone before he was able to pull it over. He said that when he asked the 12-year-old why he was driving so fast, she said Michelson told her to. What was her mother? We gonna get to all of that because I got questions. She is snitch. Michelson is charged with child neglect, allowing an unauthorized person to drive and causing a minor to become a delinquent for buying the girl's vape pens. He said they requested according to authorities. My guy. I ain't gonna hold you. To it sounds sound like he was trying to, never mind, bro. I'm not sure. It gets worse every time I read it. Like the first He's being held without bond Tuesday at the Palm Beach County Jail. Court records do not indicate if he has an attorney. There are a lot of things to dissect about this. Don't give that man bond. <laughs> That's a better bond. bond. Yeah. And this happened. You don't deserve it. This happened last week, my nigga. This is 2020. This just happened. <laughs> is there an image of him? No. Damn. I guess because it's so recent. Because it was three days ago, so it's very recent. Craig hey, kids, kids, kids don't lie. Yeah, until there's a corp, um, until they process him, they're not going to have his information available, like his pictures and stuff. Um, all right. So, why is your child with some men? Why? Is oh she- no, there's an image of him. You put the um, turn the screen up there. Jay, can you please Google Sean Michelson as well? Oh, oh never mind. Yeah. Just- Sean Mike. Oh no. I didn't I wasn't looking at him. That's a pedophile. That's a pedophile. He is thousand percent. 
I think this case is going to take a turn for the for the worst. He looks way older than forty one. How quickly do you think glasses on? So wait, it's, wait, wait. Yeah, I have way too many questions. You're right. I have, I have a question. A, it, Mad yeah, questions. Ahead. I have a question. I have a question. Come on. Go ahead, Mel. I'm gonna go back to the uh, article. Okay. The mother let the child and her friend. Where's the mother of the friend? Bro, there's two <laughs> mothers that I need to there's interrogate. Two mothers here, and both of them thought it was a good idea to stay with this man. I, I can't. First of all, why is your child staying with someone? Her and her friend. They're both 12. We're both young. Staying with somebody that's not the father? Or, you know, clearly not somebody responsible. Clearly. Oh, this upsets me. Because it's like, yo, you, you, you understand everything that can happen to a female, right? To a young child. Not even just a female, but just a child. A child in general. And you mean to tell me that you have so much trust in this foreign? Not, I'm not gonna say foreign. It's strange. Spanked. Can't say strange. No, you can say strange. We've seen the picture. Be- because let me tell you something. When you it's think about guy. incidents, when you think about incidents like this, it's always somebody that's closest to the family, you know, mm-hmm. that that causes stuff like this to happen. You y- know? Your intuition gotta be like flaring when you see this guy. Like if you, but my thing is if you know him, you know. So my thing is like. At what point did the responsible parent come in and say, you know, I should not let, even though I have known this man, I might know this man, I should not let my 12-year-old daughter spend time and her friend with a 40-year-old, 41-year-old Sunday, man. He spent the Sunday night with him. Well, they were living with him. Forget the spending time. They're living there. They were staying there for a few days. So they were okay. I'm assuming they were okay by the parent. Because they're there for a few days. So how quickly is space. Child Protective Services going to take them away? It needs to be today. Should have been needs yesterday. to be today. Um, then two, he got them vape pens, bro. At twelve ten in the morning, eliminating the risk of cancer explosions. They do still blow up, <laughs> and they're still twelve. And they're still twelve. They're twelve. Have you guys seen 12-year-olds? Oh, I didn't even want to bring up the obvious ball. <laughs> and look at his face, bro. If, if I was watching that's my movie number one thing. and Him. he came into the screen, I would say, that's the antagonist. This is the bad guy of the film. <laughs> Yo. He still tried to be father of the year and failed. Yo, <laughs> and I not, will it's say. It's not her father. Misery. He's Miserably. not her father. Yeah. Father. And they didn't say, like, he was their uncle, so I'm assuming he's not even related to them. Right. Nah, you know what? Not this is not against fathers. We're not going. We're not going to tell this one against them because he is not. So it's he is fine. not a father technically. <laughs> and then here's my thing. A <laughs> and you see why he shouldn't zone. be. <laughs> so there's a reason right. for this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, why would you? Our zone is is what made That's... it silly. <laughs> Play it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get a ticket going 38 miles an hour, but they going 85. Pum- I don't know. I got time for snots. The speed limit is 25. Pummy. <laughs> But see, that just tells you where they are, right? A 45 mile per hour zone might mean that what? They're not on a highway, you know? They're, they're not on a highway. They're in some type of um, open road. Right. They're on a road somewhere. And a road where you probably should not be going past. And he's drunk. Road. Remember that. And he and, and she's booking it at 85. Because he told her to. Buck, booking it. And I'm pretty sure he encouraged her to go to, past him. To be in this mm-hmm. situation, like, mm-hmm. of course twelve-year-olds, 
they're kids. Kids He's say disgusting. things. Kids say things. They're kids. Ooh, can I get one? No, nigga, it's bad for you. What are you exactly. talking about? And did he think that? Did he think that this would help with the the in the pursuit of her mother? That's what I think because he wants the women. He wants them to run back and say how great of a person he is. That's the only thing I could think of. Um. I love how much trust that you have in this man because I don't have any any kind of ex- explanation on him getting a mother. I don't see any evidence of this mother. I don't. So then, what else would you put it on? Him, him being nasty and being attracted to young women. So him being, I thought exactly about that, it but it's twelve. It's twelve ten on a Sunday night. This isn't the time to be building brownie points with a small child. Like as inappropriate as this is gonna be, at twelve ten in the morning, you're not trying to now um work your way with the child. You're not trying to work away with the mother at twelve ten in the morning. I it's think wrong. so because what what little kid is gonna think? Oh, I was up late. I was driving. I got to be cool and do all these things. That's but a see, kid is gonna think that's cool. But a kid can say anything, right? A kid can say I was I was at my friend's house, you know. But and what the is, parent and the parent feel like oh they were with. No, my daughter was with her best friend house spending the night. She wasn't with no 41-year-old grown-ass man right. who was drunk but in a car. The, the kid is going to think it's it's cool. The kid is going to think it's cool. The right. adult is going to understand. He's going to have the wherewithal oh. to know what he's doing. He's supposed to have the wherewithal to understand. Oh, no, he's going to have it, right? He's going to have the wherewithal, and it's just the decision he, that he makes, you know? If he makes a decision, he, like right now, he's making a decision to be a pedophile, you know? Like these are the act. Um, I feel like somebody said it last week. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That was me. If you're telling me that his good intentions were to get his mother, the mother, bro, that's not good intentions hell, either. Right? Then the road to hell that he's taking down is this pedophilic road to hell. I see. I see what you're saying, but there's no good road that he's on. Like I just, let's just put that out there. You don't. You don't get a woman. By attacking and using the children. That's not, that's a manipulative tactic. So there's no good road that he's on. This is just straight to hell, bro. However, you want to get there. You want a scooter, you want a bike, however, we know where he's going. <laughs> Fly, bitch. This is nice. So, Lamel, before the podcast, you said something about Florida. Wait, close the screen. Ah, uh, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. This- <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Enlighten us. Oh, no problem. You know, um, I actually like uh, some parts of Florida a lot, right? Uh, and I was really trying to understand if you guys have ever had a um, a um, negative experience that forms your idea of Florida. That's, that's not what you said. That's not what Oops, you said. that's what I'm saying. Um, I want to be clear, right? Nope. You're not lying to me over that question. (laughs) No, I'm going to be clear. Lamel said, have y'all been to Florida? It's not that bad. That's what he said. (laughs) That's just a lie. You come up with the political correct question. Mm -hmm. Yearly. The last time we went, you guys were all with us. We got a car. Remember this, Kwame? Uh-huh. We went to get the car, and we were at the rental place, and the guy asked for our license. You know they don't 
always give Floridians rental cars. Mm -hmm. As a Floridian, you're not always allowed to get a car. Mm -hmm. Ask me why, Lamel. Because you drive 85 miles an hour on the highway <laughs> with a 12-year-old at 12 a.m. <laughs> For That's 500, cool. Alex. So the guy really said, he was like, yo, where are you from? I was like, he was like, yo, we're from New York. He was like, do you hear what Florida people do? That was his boy. Answer. He was like, mm. he was like, yeah, it's real like that over here. We don't let them use the cars. I mean, you have to understand, right? Do I know. It's, it's every state has its ills. They were using the cars for Ubers, the rental cars. <laughs> they were using it for Lyft and Ubers. I, you don't say so, you have to register a car. I can't either. Uh, that sounds like a hustle good right there. business. Right. That's not like a good business. No, because it's not even when you register car, the car. So the hey, bro, that sounds clever. <laughs> <They're> exactly. <laughs> they thought of they thought they were being clever, but they got caught That's every time. Move. Every time. <laughs> no, the first few people who did it were clever. It was after everyone else. Yeah, they, they're the one. But that, that Florida man that, that came up with it, mm -hmm. good job. Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Lamel. You you won't have to. And oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I, we never said any state was perfect. All right? Anywhere you put it, it's a conglomerate of people. Things is going to happen. Don't don't act like Florida fits in with the rest of the country. And America is a, is a terrible place. And even in America, Florida does not fit in. Only mm -hmm. in America. You can lie to me so, right now. I'm just hoping that, that people from Florida can watch this and maybe like talk about something that you appreciate about your state. Because these people over here are rude. You want me to tell you great <laughs> I can tell you some great things about Florida. <laughs> Florida, feel free to reach out. <laughs> Listen, the weather's nice when it's not a hurricane. <laughs> Shady. Shady. And, and I'm telling I you, Jay's a pro at this, bro. <laughs> I also want you guys to understand. I'm Yo, I didn't even get to finish. I got the first one on. In the South, right? You didn't need to. They're, they're all in New York. Nice. They're all in New York. So I mean, I'm here in Georgia. Look, I'm your neighbor. They got, I get you. They I got Disneyland you. found about racist ass Walt Disney. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna find a way to, to mute all of Lamel's audio. <laughs> it's just Tassie. I'm gonna see Panhandle, if I, can I got you. Man. Panama City, I got you. Orlando, Man. I got you. Drugs come through from Bay County, I got you. Which county did they throw them babies at the crocodiles again? Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, oh. You got them? dang. Oh. I tell you where it wasn't, New York. <laughs> I wonder if you got them. What county? New York? Nah, not that county. Wow. <laughs> yep. And mind and, you, and, and with and no they got way. carnival. Carnival's phenomenal. Great. Sensational. <laughs> sensational. Mm-hmm. Like about three days out of the year. Sensational. <laughs> like I said, you could you could visit from Disney and have a great time. You can visit. Guess what you can do? Guess what you can do? I've been to Florida, Disney World. And guess what you can do <laughs> in Georgia that you can't do in New York? Since uh, carry a gun. How, how about buy fireworks? 
Okay. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no. no. Fireworks. Legally. Legally. You mean legally? Oh, all right. We legit don't. Y'all sneaking fireworks from Jersey. Y'all I don't. They can't be sneaking them at this point. No, we stop sneaking them. A militia of fireworks. We can get the fireworks, right? We can buy them because it happens every night for the past two, three weeks. You get your Fourth of July show every time you want. So that don't mean nothing. Now, if you mean legally, so if we got fireworks the way that we got ar- like armor or weapons, nobody would fuck with black people. Nobody at all. We would have our own little our own little military, bro. Because I'm every you, night, every night, every night, every night, all night, every night, five six them. hours in a row. Like they start when the sun's up. Wait, 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 wait. So y'all been getting all the fireworks out there now? Yes. yes. What? For the past two weeks. Fireworks. <laughs> June Every night. Is really intense. Since May Every 8th, night. They've been firing on fireworks. They're getting bigger. Oh. They are. <laughs> and they're getting bored of shooting them into the sky, and they decided, let's shoot them at each other. Same guy. There's a video. It's just now they're attacking in. each other. Some guy walked by his house in New York City. Walked by his house. Saw him through the window. Do 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 dynamite. Whoop. No, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Like a cartoon, right? Now, that no, part... ridiculous. That's because y'all not used to having fireworks. Y'all, not, y'all can get... <laughs> They have no it behavior. Literal dynamite. No behavior. Literal. <laughs> Niggas just be nigging, man. You can't <laughs> give them nothing, yo. <laughs> you can't, yo. You can't them I've seen that black people. You ever seen that Dave Chappelle skit? They should never gave you niggas money. They should never give you niggas money. Y'all here spending it on fireworks. Invest it. What are you doing? They leave the fireworks in the middle of the street afterwards, too, by the way. How you think that conversation went? <laughs> when they decided? <laughs> yo, we could use this this uh, stimulus check to actually try to build and buy back our community. We could really invest build it. up what the white people have done to us. We yo, my man got fireworks. He got fireworks. <laughs> Yo, it was that one person. It was that yo got fireworks. He's like, oh yo, you get fireworks. Everybody got fireworks. It only takes Play one yo. person. <laughs> Jaquan came back up from Mexico. You know what he got with him. You know what he got with him. It's not good. Yeah, We're not violent. I yeah, thought I, that maybe um, it was yesterday. Just his, oh, sorry. Oh, I was like, yes. Yesterday was the first time I heard fireworks. Actually, down here in Atlanta, and they 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 was blasting them off for Juneteenth, which made me. You know, extra. High. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's been celebrating all month. It's been celebrating every day. Celebrated May. We didn't even have Fourth of July yet. Like, can you imagine? I'm not even. I'm not even with it now. You know, like, I saw yeah, an article. Celebrate my brown skin. Before we switch to Juneteenth, I saw an article that said that um, the constant use of fireworks are making the police um, on edge. And more afraid. Oh, stop your nonsense. And I think that's stupid. Stop I heard that nonsense. as well. Because there's a clear difference in the South. Mm-hmm. Clear difference. Um, that's how I know y'all from New York. Because these fireworks down here, they be sounding like straight gunshots. Yo. You're not used to gunshots no more, Lamel. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. I don't think you don't You're think not used to them no more. See, no, like, well, I just shot a nigga yesterday. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's another thing I think y'all forget about. Everybody down here has a gun. So you hear multiple different types of gunshots. People shoot guns in the air. People shoot cans. People just shoot their dogs. Like, 
Sometimes seeing an animal die is a little bit harder than seeing a person die. It's rare occasions, but there's times when, like, I watched, okay, this is different, but I, I watched the video, I watched the video of, <laughs> no, I watched the video, he stuff. deserves it. Hold on. This dude deserves it. I watched the video of a guy get his head blown completely off, like, with a watching? shotgun, because I'm a widow. Um, he got a, his head shot off with a shotgun because he had raped, like, three girls in the village. Okay. So they cleaned him up. He deserved it. After that, yeah, after that, I saw a video of a cop shoot a dog in the head. And it's like wriggling around on the floor and it's trying to like live. And I was like, oh my God, this is so painful to watch. Nah, that's this a false equivalency, bro. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the dog did. The he premise, I know it ain't rape a girl. Now on the on the baseline, is it harder for a normal person and a normal animal? No, it's harder to watch to watch a person die. But sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's harder for me to see a, a, an animal die. The like way white people prioritize. Let me I mean, tell you something. In video games, they'll be like, oh my god, I killed all these people. I had to kill a dog? No! <laughs> and they'll be on Call of Duty murdering thousands. And then as soon as them little dogs pop up, they get sad. So, no, I don't understand. <laughs> in, in all fairness, John Wick happened because a dog died. And nobody, nobody blank an eye when we saw him there kill all those people. Nobody oh, blank an eye. Sometimes, like the sometimes it's sometimes easier. Why y'all did that to John Wick? Oh, Y'all know like John Wick is my show. Like, I love that. <laughs> I love the series. But, truth be told. Sometimes it's harder to I watch it every time. Too. God forbid something happened. If, 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 if my wife arranged for me to have an animal and then you killed it, I'm killing everything. In his defense, yeah, in John Wick's defense, he was living his life. He didn't give a damn about nothing. He did his deeds, and then he just like killed his own. Right, in his defense. <laughs> but, come on. Did y'all see did y'all see the third one, the parabellum? No. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Remember, <laughs> um, what was her name? What's what's story name? Halle Berry. Zo Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry led to a massive fight scene. Do you remember why there was a massive fight scene in that movie with her? Because I'll attempted murder. Because somebody shot her dog that had on a bulletproof vest. Everybody in the building died in the castle. Halle Berry? Yeah, it was. Because or, dog. Okay. here's another way of looking at it. Give it Two people were inside of enemy combatant zone and were forced to murder the entire village because they became aggressive. They were on their way out, bro. They were leaving. What you mean? He shot my leaving. dog trying to keep my dog. I already can't see my daughter, and now you want one of my, my other kids? No. Yeah. Again, you sound like one of them villains talking about over a dog. I just love the fact that y'all are like arguing my point. I really appreciate it. Because now yeah. you're starting to understand why sometimes it's harder. No, I still disagree <laughs> with you. I'm, I still disagree with you. We all the dog lived. Uh, I'm trying to get them thank to you. Thank you, Kwame. The dog lived. <laughs> yeah, the dog lived. 
she had a bullet. So had a bullet somebody, that sword. somebody shoot some, <laughs> something. Somebody you care about, and they live. You're not gonna try to take out the thing that tried to shoot them. Yeah, you're gonna let that person go. <laughs> you're right. You will. <laughs> but yeah, it's like lost his so. Let me ask you a question then. Was it easier for you to think that John, if they showed John Wick's dog getting killed on screen, would that be harder to watch? than him killing the 7,000 people he killed in those three films? You're desensitized. No. You just told You're us. Lying. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. You just, you, you just told us that you were desensitized. We're used to seeing you know how people I know, die. Ted, you know how I know you lying? Because you cried watching Lion King. Wow, you ain't need to do I'm that. I'm sorry. At the age mm. of two? You didn't mm. need to do that. Mm. That was a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I even yes, said that, I think I did beat. cry. I'm pretty so, sure I also cried because I shat my pants. That's what you call throwing somebody under the bus. For sure. It is. Oh, no. a kid under the bus. No, we we all cried at like Yeah, but you have to bring it up. Too. So before we do that, how did y'all celebrate your Juneteenth? Because Lamont brought that up earlier. We didn't get into it. Oh it's y'all celebrating. First Happy Juneteenth, y'all. Can can who wants to educate the people on what Juneteenth may be? Because I feel like Sounds that's like really you. important. You. All right, so oh, you got okay. So eighteen sixty-five. Um, but wait, do you want to answer Jay's question first? Oh yes, we get. How, about how did we, you guys celebrate? I celebrated the blackest way I know how. Barbecue. Nope. I picked Slider. out my fro. I picked out my fro. I supported black businesses. I educated myself on black historians and black authors in which I have never heard of before. Speaking of which, I think that if you have not heard of, you guys should take a check, a listen to, sorry, read. Um, which one? Children of the Blood and Bones. Well, we got to do them though. Read yeah, I know the book. I'm in yeah, love with the author. I, oh, yeah, but you know, that's Toby Lou's sister. Yeah, okay. Uh, see, but she got another one, Children of the Virtue. And he did it, yeah. Phenomenal. So I think that it was for me. It was really important just to celebrate my my blackness the best way that I knew how. What about y'all? Um, a little bit of sports, and I did try to support black business till I realized that a lot of um black food is not really keto friendly because it's all sides. So I had I had black food last night. That was painful, man. Getting stewed chicken. Yeah. Getting stewed chicken with rice and cabbage and not being able to eat the rice and most of the cabbage is just the most painful way to spend the day. Can you eat provisions and stuff? I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Like plantain, yucca, dumpling, those type of things. I can't. I can eat plants. I don't think I can eat dumpling. I think that's fried bread. Um... Yeah, anything that's bread or any carbs, I can't have it. I can have plants. Nope. It depends on how you make the plantain. So you it can't eat flour? Kind of oil you're cooking it. Nope, no, you can't flour. eat flour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can't eat bake, man? I can't eat bake. You fooling me. You good. I can't have I can't have festival. You good. You 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 too far on the American side of me. You, you going to let that go? You know why, bro? I started the week at 220. And Friday, I weighed myself, and I was 214. And that's just one week of keto. So I was like, ah, the shit That's also a little dangerous, by the way. Six pounds in a week is dangerous. Not that dangerous. It is. That's the goal for people, to lose a lot of pounds. Healthy is supposed to be be two to four pounds a week. 
Bitch, you well, supposed to lose two. It depends on the weights as well. If it's weight, yeah, because if and if I'm what what am I losing? If I'm losing six pounds of fat in a week, then I could see how that's dangerous. But a lot of the early, I mean, if he's been exercising as well, that could contribute to the lowest weight as well. It's not just the keto. Yeah, he made it seem like in one week he ketoed and lost six pounds. No, you gotta you gotta supplement that with exercise and everything too. All right, can, can, but, can we wait? Wait, pull that conversation. I want to talk about Juneteenth, and I want to hit that conversation back up. Can we do that? Okay, absolutely. Okay, because we're gonna get because we're gonna got. I have a lot of opinions on that keto diet, and I know. You know, <laughs> it has really nothing about my diet, I right? I don't do keto, particularly. So. Oh, what's your diet, Lamel? Please don't say it. We don't. They know already. See, Everybody look. knows already. <laughs> it's not particular to my diet, but Juneteenth. I don't know. It's definitely something I really want to hit on just slightly. So, yeah. Chad, how you did? How did, you, you, guys did you do anything? Uh, didn't really do much. Um, sat around being black. Um, I've been trying not to spend as much money, uh, so I didn't really support any business. Uh, I should support some more black business, though. Uh, I should go to see if Tilly would deliver. And I also spent some time just like cleaning um, some of my stuff. Pulled out one of the greatest black albums in the world, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Just being my my black ass weird self, because you know what, I love how weird and black I am. And Jimmy was the greatest guitarist ever. I I played obnoxiously loud on uh, soca and dancehall all day, because <laughs> being black is not a monolith, and I did it because I could. <laughs> uh, nothing too special. Chills. I, I did a lot of um I didn't spend a lot I didn't spend money uh, because I, I didn't spend money. But I did try to build my my list of black businesses to go to for needs. Like I found like three or four more black businesses to go for clothing. Um I found a couple for hair and skin products that people would recommend to me. So I just kinda built that and chilled out. I mean, nothing too crazy. Mad Soka was played, though. Obnoxiously day. loud. Obnoxiously loud. You heard me. <laughs> Kwamel? And me. I, I went outside. I bought my uh, my, bo my boy out there, his brags, you know, to give it his salt substitute. So for his meats. Yes, Kwame he did. Me. Yes, I Wait, did. Wait, who using brags? I use Braggs. Kwame used it. He, was, he put me on we, we talked about this. We did. We, 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 we talked about this. Yeah, Possibly we on air, too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Not on air. But, um, it was on air, okay. It was right after the podcast. Yep, went to the health food store, bought my brother some Braggs, yes. Came back home. Had a couple of drinks, you know, dark liquor. Is, is Braggs black-owned? Yeah, Braggs was. Well, it's, it's a health, the health food store is black-owned. I'm not sure if the... Product uh, we'll take that. Like That's enough. Yeah. That's what we need. As long as it got some Negro in it. Uh-huh. Gentle mm -hmm. Minder do say it's black owned. Yes, it is. Amen. By Jay-Z. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Um, had a couple of drinks, and then I talked to my nephew for about three hours while I was in my car, chilling. That's what I did for Juneteenth. <laughs> you had you had um dark liquor only, right? No, dark liquor. Yeah. Yeah, Man. dark liquor. You know what I what I like about um not just what I hear you guys saying, but what I've heard other people do in terms of how they celebrate it is the goal isn't I don't see people trying to use 
Juneteenth as a substitute for July 4th, right? You're not mm-hmm. doing what you do on July 4th on Juneteenth, like kind of just making your own, not just taking a thing. We, I've seen us making it our own thing, which I yeah. think is way more important and way more um, beneficial to it being a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also was surprised that a lot of people didn't know about Juneteenth. Um, I wasn't. Me being me. Yeah, I wasn't. Black dude, history guy. I've known about Juneteenth for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, know about a couple other interesting dates too, but interesting. It, it was it was good to see people learning things, and it was great to not be the one always knowing and having to tell people stuff. So it was good. I want to talk about that later. Um, so wait, no, Lamel has to tell us about it. What Juneteenth? Yes. Yeah, I was about to Lamel. Go ahead and give us some background. Lamel got to finish his stuff. Yeah. Inform uh, any ignorance. So, um, as you know, slavery was what? Abolished. Put, uh, right. In 1863? 63. 63. I believe it was 63. 100% however, 63. However, yeah, 100%, um, sure, we have a lot of, we have some states who decided not to uh, follow that, right? Called, and just to follow Texas. <laughs> And followed to react slow. So Texas um, was the la- was the last state to abolish slavery two years after it was abolished by law, which is June nineteenth, eighteen sixty So now that is actually the official date that slavery was abolished or that slaves were freed in the United States. If I'm not mistaken, the reason for that is because we we didn't have like enough troops or something to go enforce it in those states. So they were pretty much like, um, nobody has to know about this. We'll keep the people as slaves. And then on that date, we had um, soldiers go down there and address Texas, basically saying, hey, you guys are free and you're supposed to have equal rights. Um, now, some of that was upheld, but a lot of it wasn't. Um, but yeah, 1865. 1865. Thank you. Yeah. No, was 63 was, so, the 63 Emancipation was Proclamation was, was issued in 63, but the last... It wasn't passed eight, by Congress until 1865, no? No, we were in a state of war, so it was the declaration by the commander-in-chief who was Lincoln. Okay. okay. So it happened then, but just because something is passed, the implication didn't follow through, especially in a deep southern state like Texas until 65. Oh, Plus, nice if we're at war and they and they seceded from us, he didn't do anything. He freed people that he didn't have any technical control over. He didn't do anything. But it is what it is. We won the war. We all became the union again. And that's don't make me first. teach y'all like I teach my kids about Lincoln, yo. Oh, uh, I was about to say. <laughs> that's a whole different... Please, that's a whole, right. yeah, it's a whole different conversation. I mean, I'm willing to have it, but we got other topics, I guess. Do they have like yeah. a World War... I mean, a, a, a Game, of, Game of Thrones. What, what am I talking about? Yeah. Modern Warfare, what is that? Call of Duty. Do they have a Call of Duty Civil War? I don't think there will ever be a Civil War game because that would require America addressing um, Black soldiers and history of Black soldiering in America. And, you know, according to America, there's only white heroes. And they're never Black soldiers who who fought, like in Vietnam, who fought in the Civil War. And, we do those. We do Vietnam. And, they came, and then came back to nothing. Yeah, we, we know Came back that. to they, nada. Then nada. We, we don't, we don't, we don't, 
Call of Duty not going to give a damn about that. They're not going to give a damn. It's like, it's like what Donald Trump said about the coronavirus. If you just close your eyes, it's not there. So if you if don't we test, pretend you like it didn't happen. Exactly. If, if you don't acknowledge that black people fought in wars, then they didn't. It's logic. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. I you guys like, aren't oppressed because we don't see it. Wasn't it here where I, where I did that rant talking about how blacks are fought in every war in this country's history? Yeah, you, that was on there. I think that's what we was talking about, Drew Brees and all this other nonsense, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He was talking about his grandparents. <laughs> and that yeah. really, every war, bro, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, I, we were talking about this earlier, and it's kind of like combining topics, but I appreciate the way the media is starting to reflect us a little bit, like our, our experiences. So I was playing Mafia 3. Oh, I love Mafia Three, bro. I have a game. We have a YouTube. We have a gaming YouTube channel where I do commentary on it. So just so you know, it makes me feel so understood. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, like angry, yes, and understood. In a positive like, way. This is a real culture. This these are things yeah. that really happen to my people, and these are the feelings that they felt. And and this main character, I'm pretty sure the feelings that he feels are validated. You know. They're mm-hmm. not just exaggerating. He's an angry main character trying to get his way. And like, oh, he's oppressed, you know? And he, then he just come from the war, back to Louisiana. From, Came from Vietnam to, to New Bordeaux, Louisiana, New Orleans. To nothing. So to nothing. I do appreciate that popular media and, and industry is starting to reflect our experiences. The thing is about Mafia 3, it got some of the worst reviews, and I primarily think it was because it was centered around the plight of an African-American man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, the story's too repetitive, blah, blah, blah. Bro, Mafia 1 and 2 are the same bullshit with motherfucking, uh, what's that Italian guy? I forget his name. Nico, whatever. And now he's my man. Nico! But y'all over here crying. But dudes will play Grand Theft Auto for years. Call it what it is. Telling you, bro. Black black story. Nothing has changed. How? Dudes will play Grand Theft Auto for years. And just keep robbing the same game. Same. Right, right. It gets me. It's it's ridiculous. So, what other games y'all playing? Other than Mafia 3. Uh, Last of Us 2 came out. I just downloaded Last of Us 2 on my PS4. I will play that phenomenal game, the first one. By the way, you should probably get your hands on that. I'm gonna try and probably get your hands on that. Very good game. So the last of it, the first one is one of the saddest games you will ever watch. It is one of the saddest intros you'll ever play. And Last of Us Two is leading you right down the same path of just sadness. But the gameplay is excellent. (laughs) The gameplay is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like I'm, the style, I, I, I've never seen a game. sky look so much like the sky before. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Well, come on, this is this is kind of the shift that it's going to because you know the PS5 is coming out, so you know the games have to be a lot more, um, at least defined and realistic. Why didn't they wait till the PS5 dropped to release the new Last of Us? That's in coming uh, in November, bro. Because people still have people still have the PS4. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I feel like there's no would... point in um well, because it's supposed to be... that it's does a make PlayStation sense. owned brand, so it don't matter either way. Yeah, but well, I think it does because do I, if I was from that company, I would have done it now too. When I think about it, because everybody's not gonna have the PS5 when it comes out. 
I want everybody to buy my game. Yeah. But you know, you know what they, you know what they do. They gonna, yeah, they gonna put it out for the PS4, and then when the PS5 comes out, they'll re-release the remastered version. Like four, four months later. Full price. Yeah, I know. Exactly. They, they gonna give you one from the system. Right. They, they gonna give you two new weapons and call it an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Something that's right. been happening because I feel like a lot of gamers are calling out companies on all this microtransactions and shit. A lot of gaming companies are promising free upgrades for their game. Like, if you buy it on the PS4, if you get the PS5, we'll upgrade it for free. A few um, companies have said this. Last of, uh, Naughty Dog said this for Last of Us 2 as well. So I am appreciative of that. Somebody needs to tell that to 2K because that yeah. is the king of my microtransactions, bro. They don't make The it. king. Oh, you want a headband? That's going to cost you actual money in real life. Right. You want the like, do a basic thing? Mm-mm, sorry. You got to pay I for mean, that. 2K, uh, let's be honest, right? Because of this quarantine shit, 2K is the only way that we're really going to experience sports this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the NBA going to come back? Nah. Why not? I, they got I, a plan I wanted to. I'm hopeful. I wanted to, but I don't think so. They got a plan in place to start the end of next month. I know. I know what they have. <laughs> I think but like, I, know what they will, but... <laughs> I know what yeah, they're so, saying. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Who said I don't know shit about basketball these days? I'm still a fan of Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Who said the NBA shouldn't open <laughs> shouldn't come back? Um I'm sorry, well, Ted. Kyrie oh, oh, oh. Ted what? Hmm? I'm sorry. Ted, you need somebody more recent than Kareem, bro. I'm sorry. My bad. This, Charles Barkley. This motherfucker. I love this. that was closer to your actual age. <laughs> Dr. J? He, he did say more recent. He I said, did. I love it. He said, it. It. He said Dr. J. I guess, I guess recent to trick you. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> recent is definitely a tough word. I get it. At least uh, you're nice nice still alive. I'll be honest. Like, at, when y'all started talking to me about Ben Simmons, I was like, who the fuck is Ben Simmons? <laughs> Ben Simmons bad is man one of my favorite shoot. players. It's like so no a bad man at Cash. You're right. He I'm behind. He's the most like unbothered person. Mm-hmm. He's the most unbothered person in the NBA. You know when people bump into you and then you get hot and people want to fight and everything. He would he would love that sweater. I promise you. But it's it's a bunch of highlights out there where like somebody will bump into him and try to fight him, and he'll look at you like, and just keep going, just keep it pushing. Like yeah, you know I'm I'm better than you. my team needs me. You're <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I don't have to fight you. Isn't he like six, twelve, six, and plays small point, point guard? Small point. He's not point four. I love it. I love he, it. He's, he's not a point four. I thought he was a point four. No, he is a legit. They just officially moved him to point guard. Oh, okay. See, that's how far he came man. into the lead as a power forward. But yeah, so basically, the first person to say it was Carmelo Anthony. Um. The person that really got heat for it was Kyrie. And um, Dwight. And Dwight, yeah. So Kyrie basically, like, really spearheaded it because um, he had, he was on the call, and he's like, yo, we shouldn't come back because it would just be a distraction from what's going on, and we're, we're, we're making some semblance of progress. We don't need to come back. And everybody ran to kill Kyrie. All Kyrie's stupid. Kyrie, only reason he's saying this is because the Nets don't have a chance in hell. And then Dwight Howard said it, and Dwight's like, well, I'm on the top seed in the West. I have probably the best odds to win a championship, and it would be great to win my first championship. But, you know, it would be even greater? Equality. 
So I'm not, I'm not coming back to play basketball because this game means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And there's a lot of players that agree with him. But then there's other players that think we should come back, that they should come back because they can have a platform to, for what they want to say. So it's really just a tough, it's a tough situation. You're not wrong on either side to me. Uh, I don't, I can't pick a side on that. So what's important to know is that Kyrie is the vice president of the players union. Yeah. So he doesn't, when he speaks, it's not just me randomly talking out my ass. Like when he did with the flat earth thing, he is voicing the legitimate concerns of players, which is his job as the vice president of the union. Um, so when he speaks on topics like that, you have to, you have to take it serious, despite how you may feel about him, because he is not the only person that feels that way. Um, exactly. And it, it needs to be taken serious because it is true. Um, it, I guess how you feel about it will depend on how you view, one, what's happening, and then, two, the impact of sports. Because I, I get both, both sides, yeah. right? If, you t- if sports is happening, then the sports shows and everybody is no longer going to be talking about um, whatever's happening in the streets. They're not going to be talking about the protests and the need for equality. Um, I've heard people say like, oh, you could just do um, the press conferences and you can like wear your shirts and everything. And we did that before and they knocked us for it, right? When you, when you speak at a press conference, you know what they do? They clip it and they don't talk about the part where you talk about the social injustice. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about the five seconds where you talk about how you did in the game. Right? So they, they I, I get it. It's, it's stupid to assume like it's not going to silence what's happening. But um. I don't know, man. To kind of argue against it is is weird. And the the only thing that oh, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. But my best, the best thing from it is the commissioner. I can't remember his name right now. The um, commissioner, Adam Silver. Adam, Adam Silver. Silver. He's handling it beautifully. So basically, he's like, well, we do want to bring the NBA back, um, but we under we hear the the players and what they're saying. So if they want to sit out, they just have to let us know by a certain date. They're yep. not going to be affected by it. They're not going to be like blackballed. You won't have you, to play. I get it. Yeah, you don't yep. have to play. Yep. And the only problem I had with it was he said that um, it's it's not going to be a distraction from what's going on. They can use their platforms. Um, and the world right now, it, it needs a bit of a distraction. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> we don't. Oh, white people. Just, we, we don't need distractions. Yeah, but Adam Silver is, um, he's, he seems super competent. From his handling of the Donald Sterling thing to this, he's um he's he's an ally, he's done well. I would say. Yeah. It just reminds me of the same thing they said to Colin Kaepernick, you know? It's, it it kind of is like the same thing being played over and over again because he's he made a statement and the sports continued and then the conversation became, Oh, he's disrespecting the sports. This is a time for us to come together and and value American entertainment and and I feel like even if they went out and played sports and spoke then they'll be demonized for being players speaking because remember they already had a conversation there we go they already had that conversation where they were being told to shut up and dribble so mm-hmm. I think this isn't the time to be like okay I'm I'm gonna dribble and talk right because obviously dribbling is not what they what is seen as um worthy and and in the sphere of conversation, you know? I, and I don't think that they'll lose their platform not playing basketball. I feel like they still have a platform just because they're not, they, just, 
if you play in a park, you already have a platform. Right. right. If you play in a park, you can still protest and say what you need to say and play in the park. Nobody's going to, you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose not playing a year. Correct. Uh, I kind of want to make an argument supporting it, but I, I don't feel like I, I completely support it. But I feel like sports, sports supporting. is a value, you know? So it's really hard to to say let's, res- let's um, strip sports out of our culture just temporarily, you know? Right. Because of how embedded in our culture and how Im- – w- I'm going to say important it is in, our co- in American culture, but I don't think that at this time it's necessary in mm-hmm. terms of seeing who our players are. Most of our players are black and disenfranchised. This isn't – nobody else is working. You know, you, you say that, but in the same breath, and I guess I will say no. Mm-hmm. As a black man, getting fed this this information of what's going on in the world every day, every moment, it takes a toll on you. It is draining and exhausting in other ways. So the conflict that comes to my mind is the the climate needs to be here for things to change, but how damaging is it to me to always be hearing this? Because now we're on like, what, week three, week four of this being the focal point, and it takes its toll on you. I'm, I'm going to say this aggressively, if it, and not, not to you, but just to the thought, right? Um, if it takes a toll on a person, then it's going to take a toll on a person. Oh, well, this is kind of like the looting argument, right? So you know how a lot of businesses got looted and a lot of also a lot of black businesses got looted. And as sad as that was, these casualties were necessary for what laws to be changed. These laws would not have been changed and, and this recognition would not have happened. People are talking about Juneteenth and monetizing it. And as much as people don't like that idea, I appreciate that at least Juneteenth is being recognized in mm-hmm. the popular mainstream arena, you know? Like it takes steps, I understand, you know? So I appreciate at least that is happening. So I feel like what's going to happen is things are going to correct themselves. And those people who are slacking because they're too tense, they're, they're tired of hearing about this conversation, they're going to get over it because they have no other choice. You, know? you say that, but we when, when George Floyd happened, you saw the tone of this podcast for the next two weeks. Like it, it causes a shift. Mm-hmm. So it's not as, I don't think it's that simple as they'll get over and they'll keep going. Right? I don't think it's simple either. But that's, I feel like that's simple. what you said. No, I'm saying it's not simple, but I'm saying that that most things aren't, you know? Like when for for, for example, them Republicans, them Republicans don't act in a fair way. You know, they don't act in thinking about everybody else. They move the way they need to move. And I feel like that's what we need to do too. That's what we stop don't do. Try, exactly. We get into this idea of we're going to hurt X, Y, and Z. These people are not ready. These people are too tense. Even the tone of our even the tone of our podcast for the two weeks, it still changed. You know, we're we're still talking about these situations, but our lives are still moving on. We see positive things. We know that we're we're not um in the same we're not place. right. We're not in this dark space that we were two weeks ago. Not to say that we don't we're not pushing and there aren't lessons that we've learned that we're gonna carry on today. We didn't forget it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that there needs to be a more aggressive aggressive tone to these um, establishments. 
No, I agree with I agree with that one hundred percent. I think that yeah, you bodied that. I think. That, yeah, I he think didn't stand just now. Gang, gang, gang. I tried to get I, another follow up question to keep him going. I ain't even needed. He did. That was great. That was great. He he had had it like, support from Jay. I'm gonna cut this part out. That was great support from Jay and Lamel. Just how, how do how do I how do I give this man five stars? I need I need. Yeah, bro, audition, bro. Where's that? Where's that? I need I need. I need Yo, can we just start a round of applause? Yeah, he knew what he did. You got to put him in the right spot. Wrote it down before this, right? That, that, speech, that speech wasn't off the cuff. Nah. Right. <laughs> you know, we could have kept that part in there. This, just, just now, that giving credit, that would have been cool. But sure, I, I, I didn't pause it. Sure, we might as well cut that out and make that his own clip, bro. Definitely like, smart to check that out. <laughs> his own clip. Oh, mm. I, did. I agree. I have nothing to say. Yeah, I, I tried to find another question. Yeah. It's but. very simple, man. We've been uncomfortable for 400 years, so there two weeks of discomfort. They just don't have to fucking deal with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy getting equality. Or, or they could change. Also it's that, not hard. It's really not hard. You We're change. saying, yo, I it mean, would be dope if we was even. And they like, but what if, but, but, um. But, I'm tired. No, bro. You tired. We can't even wear a shirt that say I'm tired. Bro, I heard somebody, I hear people say things like, I wish things would go back to normal. And that's normal is never mind. Never mind. Nobody understands what normal is. Normal they they know what normal is. Who are we to define normal? They they know what their normal is. That's why they wanted to go back to that. Can we just go back to when you guys no. were depressed and quiet? No. Please. No, never. Can you guys just suck it up and deal with it? No. Just, just pull up your bootstraps. I know you don't have no. boots. But I'll pay your streets, I your promise. Black Lives Matter. There, we said I'll it. Put it on your happy? streets. I'll name a block. God. <laughs> yeah. Yo, <laughs> your dad made we'll me name like, Malcolm we'll name a block. We'll name right. a block for you. I'm gonna paint it. <laughs> Look, the, the crazy thing is, we named one block. We're naming one block in certain cities after Black Lives Matter. But then in New York alone, you have about twenty or thirty different streets that are named after former slave owners. It con- it baffles my Train mind how stations. those how those won't get changed though. But it's like somebody... updates in a video game. Like, like they, they give you shit that you don't ask for. And then it makes the game even worse. I'm like, well, nobody acted in the street that said Black Lives Matter. <laughs> no, only and like the only Stupid Black Lives DLC. Matter sign that we I want you to fix and one we part of the video this? game. <laughs> you think what I like? Else. I didn't want to tell you <laughs> to give me an extendo. I said, I want aiming. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> zoom in on my scope <laughs> at tanks. What are you doing? Oh, this is fun. I'm over this. This is stupid. It's nonsense. Man, I was the only one that I like is the one in front of Donald Trump's um, in front of the White House. Yeah, that one is shady. He needs to see that all the time. Everything else is just for show. Yeah, basically. That's exactly the look he woke up with, like. Black Lives Matter Avenue. They got, they got that one done overnight, bro. They put that shit on quick. He was looking at his window like. Wait, Ted, have you seen the one at Fulton? I haven't been over there yet. Apparently, it's a painted on the floor on Fulton. Yeah, Black my boys, one of my, one of my friends painted it. Time there was. Maybe a limited time, yeah. 
I got one of those paint like drawing, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I, I saw a thing. It was like they, they're gonna make it all, like a, one of those people parts. People parts. No, oh, that's right. beautiful. Nah, that's mad inconvenient. But I don't top want perform. That. I don't want that. <laughs> Can we have that now? I don't draw them for it anyway. I yeah, really, here's some time. I really <laughs> love this, but legislation. Can we? Right. No? No? Okay. I don't want this. Y'all keep this on bit. doing all his artwork. My nigga, eventually I get tired of my kid finger painting. <laughs> that's, that's How are you doing I, in math class? That's exactly. Exactly. How are your some, studies? <laughs> Have you learned yeah. your history today? No? No. no Russia, I Russia that. No. But, Russia but you that. put in art, though. Yeah, F in history and an A plus in art. That says a lot. And an A in gym. And then, then Cuomo just and, came out and said, you guys won. You did it. Yeah, they got me Yo, mad. He was like, we when won. he no, tweeted that, I never added someone so quickly. <laughs> I'm like, he got offended racism. Like, you won. I'm like, what? We won? What are you saying right now, you fool of a man? After you want to be president? Oh, God. <laughs> we got rid of he all the racism. And then oh, the next week, I'm going to say, we can't, it's not time to take down the Christopher Columbus statue because right. Italian-American pride. I'm sorry. Italian-American pride sounds like white pride in a different name, right? It really does. Because What's the difference between white. adding olive oil to the mayonnaise? Oh. Uh, what? Wait, what? Uh, that's what? what? That's what, you know when you classify white people, when you start going into Russians Wait. or mayonnaise with what? vodka. Oh, but olive oil uh, and man. Greek are Greek people are made with olive oil. <laughs> oh no, it's true. Everything Ted is saying is true. That's is. thank that's you, a, that's, that's a, real. That's a, that's a nasty dog. Cringing. Oh, mayonnaise. Put some olive oil in there. It'll make better. <laughs> oh, now it's greasy. Oh, <laughs> 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 Buttons. Is it lotion? Meanings. Business. <laughs> Yo, I like, oil might be a part of mayonnaise. It is, but you don't want to add more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really eat I'm not, like not going to dip my fried chicken yeah. in vegetable oil to eat it. That's disgusting. No, sure that's disgusting. Fats. You sure it's just fats? It's just like fats. It's like you mixing fat and oil together. Yeah. They take out a lot of carbs, but they add a lot of oils and other fats. That's part of their diet. Ooh, madness. Like tart. Tar, a, a, a lard of... A tub of lard? A tub of lard. Yeah. <laughs> a lard of... Uh, a lard, lard. Watch your mouth. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Yo, that random aggression. I ain't Nobody seen that knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> I think they just tired, tired of us complaining. You know? It's <laughs> like... <laughs> um, Imagine how the ones complaining feel, right? Mm. Nick, we tired of complaining. What you mean they tired? <laughs> I'm tired of dying. It's, it's so simple. Just change. We just you can't tired. wear their shirt. Don't wear. What'd you say? I said, um, so I was listening to an interview, right? I felt like we were talking about the this earlier. An interview? Yeah, with the mom. Yeah, with Breonna Taylor's mother. I finally Angela, heard it. Oh my goodness, Angela Yee and um and and Angie Martinez talked to Tamika. What's her name? Tamika Palmer. 
Oh. Her name is Tamika Palmer, which is Breonna Taylor's mother, right? And there was just so much confusion happening around the situation. One, they didn't even let the mother, like, they, they didn't keep the mother abreast of the situation that was happening. Nope. One cop told her that Breonna Taylor was in the hospital. Yep. She went to the hospital Still waited alive, a few hours. Waited a few hours at the hospital. The hospital people tell her, like, no, she's not here. Come back. They're like, oh, your daughter's still in the house. You know what that means. If it's a crime scene, your daughter's still in the house, and her boyfriend is being is being um ushered off by cops. And they put the mother, they removed the mother from the scene. You know what happened. Mind you, here, here's the worst part about it. As the mother was sitting there fighting to talk to, um, fighting to see her daughter, saying things like, well, there's two women in there. How you know? Let me ID the body. They're saying things like, no, we've ID'd the body. We we see paperwork, you know? The paperwork ID'd the, ID'd the body already. And then moved her without her mother knowing. Yep. However, however, there's still been, has there been any arrest on they the people fired who killed the her? Guy. They fired. What does that mean? Nothing. That means she's going to be hired again in about six months. And we're not going to know about it right away. They're going to keep that right under the scenes. And then we'll hear about it in about a year and a half. And then they go oh, act like, oh, it's already years. over. How do you think that's a bill named after somebody, but won't deal with the person that killed her? It's like we just said with the Black Lives Matter thing. We want justice. And they're like, okay, cool. We can't do this no more. No, 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 no. Fix what, what you fucked up. There's people out there walking free that murdered this woman and with no reason. He you walked know, in her house and killed her. You know why we get so upset about that? Because they make it seem like things are going to be better moving forward. Like, hey, let this go. We'll do better next time. We know they're not going to do better next time. Right? They're not. not. And even so with, fix this even, right now. Because you're not going to mm -hmm. do better next time. You're going to give me the same front, same bullshit every time. You know how we, what proof we have of that? They've now made it illegal to, to just go into houses without any um, right. warrants or anything. But they also, I don't know if you knew this, um, they made it illegal to murder people, um, but they just keep doing it and getting away with it. So if you think that passing this law is going to make me think that, oh, now we're safe, it's bullshit. It's, it's all a facade just to shut us up. And it works in some cases, but now that we're, thank God for the pandemic. I'm, uh, unfortunately, there were a lot of lives laws, but unfortunately, there were a lot of Black lives laws throughout this past 400 years of fighting for the one thing that we want. Freedom. Listen, so I yeah, yeah, I say, yeah. Nah, go ahead, go ahead, bro, go ahead. I get how they how they swindled us into getting Black History Month. It's the same thing now. Uh, hey, take this month. Here, take these. Take these. Here, you get a street. We'll name a street. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Nothing's changed. We 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 ignore the names of Tatiana Jefferson and Sandra Bland so much. You know, like I I. I'm not going to lie. I seen a, a post on Facebook and it kind of made me feel some type of way, but I had to acknowledge my own misogyny um, in this idea. I, you hear so much of the murder that happened to black men and that's when we start to get angry and, and upset and march. But we don't do that when it, when it comes to black women. You know, when the, those black women are getting murdered, they're not being publicized the same way black men, black, black male murders are. So, I had to, go, go yeah. I, I think that we also like have to acknowledge that 
they are not just killing black men, but there are, I don't want to say there's a genocide on the black soul. Say it. Right? Because that may be a little too disingenuous. A little bit too not correct even, to me. Right. Not, How dare you not, hit it on the nose? Right. But it, it, it almost feels like there is more than a target on who we are as a people, but almost like a, a an assimilation, you know? Oh, I'm going to kill you off and I'm going to inherit your culture because your culture is what we respect and we love and we thrive, you know? Everything about you. We love your music. We love your bodies, you know? Because they, they oversex us. Black women and their asses, us and That's why I love those, okay? It's like we are... To say that they hate black people, but they, they love so much, so many things about us, except for us. As much as I don't find him that funny, Paul Mooney said it better than you anybody know. ever has. Everybody want to be a nigga. No, nobody want to be a nigga. And it, it's really that simple. Like, they, they love mm-hmm. us at, from a distance. They love the, the thought of us. They love the culture. But the fact that we have to exist for it to exist kills them. It definitely bothers them. And I, I think you, I think that now this is just, I never really put much thought into it. I think maybe the reason that we get more upset, not more upset, but more vocal about black people, black men dying, I think it's kind of like the, the archaic thought process and the old slave thought process of in order to break a family, you go after the head of household, which is the man. So they're going to publicize them killing the men more. Like if you wanted to break a slave, the wife, you would rape the men, right? You would, you would do all kinds of things to the men. And that would cause the outrage from or the breaking of the spirits of the slaves. And I think it's similar today. I think that all of this is by design. So they, like, there's a lot of footage that's out there that we don't see. Like the Ahmaud Arbery footage, right? Mm-hmm. It took a long time for that to come out. I think that's the case when it comes to a lot of the women that are being mistreated and murdered by the police officers is we want to put this footage out of black men being murdered because we want to continue to break you and we know that even though it's archaic it's it's kind of a part of you like this like like Mm. gender roles it's a part of you so when you see a black man get killed it breaks you more than seeing a black it hurts to see a black woman get killed but when you see a black man you think of dominance you think of you think of power so when you see him being knelt on for eight minutes 46 seconds you see that dominance just being ripped from him. You see, you see you, you look at it and you're like, yo, I'm not strong enough to take this on. And that's what they want ultimately. When you see a black woman get killed, the first thing that comes to your mind is, I wish I could have been there as a protecting force against this, but I wasn't. You know why I wasn't? Because I'm not man enough. That, that, I think that's what it all boils down to. I'm not man enough because if I was there and I was a man, they would have killed me because I'm not strong enough to stand up to them. And I think that it's just to break you down physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then like, like Lamel said, take you basically. Now we have everything we want from you without you having to be a part of the equation. Um, I wanna add one, Lamel, you, you're absolutely correct because I also had to, I had to come to that realization too of, of my misogyny and bias that exists. Uh, because there was a point in time where I thought that they were killing black men more than black women. Right? Like I, I used to think like that because what I was being exposed to, right? But you're absolutely correct. It's not like um, black women are being killed at a lower rate. It's not. They're indiscriminate when they kill us. But 
the attention gets given to us. And what you're saying makes sense, um, Taj, in terms of the reasoning, I get it. Um, but that kind of makes it even more unfair. That, that kind of shows you, even to a greater degree, the plight that Black women have to face. Yeah, exactly. Right? Even, when I'm, even when I die, I get looked at less because exactly. it's not as significant, right? And it sounds crazy when you say it like that, but if you ask a woman, they'll tell you that they know, right? The Black woman is historically the last to get anything in this country. The ranking order, I, te I teach this to my kids, so I know there are going to be people that grow up and know it. And if you guys can tell me where I'm wrong, sure. It's always white man, black man, white woman, black woman. Always. It's always in that order. Your order for presidents, your order for businesses, whoever you want it, it's always that order. There's, we had a black man, you're going to have a white woman before you have a black woman as president. You're never going to get a white woman before you get a black man. Yeah, even in terms of getting the right to vote, same thing. Black men got the right to vote before white women. That's what caused the uproar. Black men were able to own property before white women. Notice, I'm having this conversation. I haven't even mentioned black women. They're not even part of the conversation yet, right? That's, that's the way this country functions structurally. Blew your mind right there, Lamella. I saw that. But that's, that's honestly what it is. I mean, um, I, you told me something I didn't even know. I had to be like, ooh. It, that, that's that what one. it is. So it further pushes like, yeah, bro, they, they out here and there's a struggle that exists. Um, and the thing with black women is, I think the reason that they don't push it as much is because there is a divide in the black community between men and women, right? So something happens to a black woman a black woman is most likely to be hurt by her other, her partner at some point in time in her life. That is the highest statistical chance of her getting hurt and or killed is going to be by her boyfriend, her husband, somebody that she is in a relationship with. Those are the stats. You can check it. The highest rate for men externally will be um, law enforcement, those kind of interactions. Um, not to say that there isn't black people causing the death of other black people. But on the large scale, where they're going to focus, they focus on the divide between black women and black men, and they focus on black men being killed by the police. That's just the story that that's been manipulated and told. Look at the awkward silence. Knowledge. So, what about trans people? How do they fall into this line? Because they kind of, if you're a trans black person, right, you're also disenfranchised, like a. I think you're even more disenfranchised than a woman, to be honest. Um, yeah, what are your opinions on that? Actually, before I even uh, go into that, I remember looking at a Facebook post, right? And somebody was really upset that somebody was saying Black trans lives matter. And they were like, why are people saying Black trans lives matter? Aren't they still Black people? So why keep trying to separate themselves from the Black agenda? So I really want to hear you guys' opinion on that. Like, what do you guys think of that? In America, trans people in general are sexualized uh, because there's a lot of there's a lot of closeted homo homo homosexual people within America, predominantly within the white male uh, target group. A lot of the closeted homo homosexuality lies. 
And their closeted homosexuality often spurs into hatred and that later spurns out into other, other cultures because of their power and their impact. They hate acknowledging themselves in terms of uh, their own sexuality because they view things so negatively. And then when other people are forward with themselves, um, they look at that in a perverse way. They want ownership of it without any exposing of themselves or acknowledgement of anything within self. And continuing on with um, this, Black trans people have been being murdered for decades, like since the 70s. This is nothing new. Only thing that changed is that we're talking about it in these cameras. During the whole AIDS uh, epidemic, how targeted uh, people in the LGBTQ community uh, were. Now, they were the they target. Were, they were the target. Pose reveals a lot, and a lot of people have watched that show, and they still didn't take any of that uh, information to heart. Like none of this, none of this is is a lie. This was all of these people who have been murdered. They are targeted by people who uh, who honestly need help within them own their own selves. And I think one of the other biggest issues is that too much porn. I feel like porn is the biggest cause of of some of these murders. I'll be honest. People how, how love to look there? at trans porn, and then when they come up to a trans person, want to want to murder them. Is trans porn popular? Trans porn is this one of the highest um, search uh, search genres. I had no America. idea. It really is, and when you look wow. in, like they break down porn across the country in maps. And trans porn is very popular in predominantly red states, the same places where they will kill the trans people. Never knew. That that's new information to me. Trans people have been targeted for decades, and I and I'm glad that this acknowledgement is not to say like uh, oh the the plight of the LGBTQ should not should be separated or anything like that. If you're targeted, you're targeted, and. A group of people is targeted more than the other, and then black was in the front of their name. So I feel like that's a real reason. That's that's how I feel about it. Call me. <laughs> yo, if you um, yo, if you black, you black, black trans, black homosexual, black alien, black. If you with us, you with us. I'm not even going to get into. Because I, I don't know the community like that. So I'm just, I'm just let them go. Black trans okay. lives matter. All right, cool. Black lives matter. Just, you're saying the same damn thing. All right, cool. Whatever. I'm so glad that you said that, Kwame. Me too. I think that that is exactly what the issue is. I think that Lamel's take and Kwame's take, neither <laughs> are wrong. Take <laughs> oh. When, oh. When you explain, um, didn't you explain it as... I, I, oh, I, I have an opinion yet. I was just okay. Well, the, the well, Lamel, well, the Mel's setting the scene and Ted's um, explanation the of the scene. I think that those are exactly what and, and and Kwame's take. I think that that's exactly why there's a divide. I think that we can even use Jerron in there too. Jerron, when he said uh, it's white men, black men, white woman, black woman, right? So in my eyes, it's the same with, with trans people, right? So we see them, when you see black people, you just think black people, right? We, we're fighting for black people, black men, black women, black everything. 
That's what the black person thinks. But the black woman knows that it's going to be black man before black, black woman. We're going to have a harder time getting what we want than you are. We're, we're at the bottom of the totem pole. So as a trans person, when you're facing oppression, not only being a black person, but also facing it being a trans person, you look at it and you say, well, listen, I know that I'm going to be left out of this when it all comes down to it, because let's, let's be honest, there's been a few trans murders that have happened and we haven't at all touched on it. They don't talk about it. There's been people cut up and, and thrown into the river, into the like, water. Like, like definitely cut up and thrown. Chopped up. They're, they're getting lynched. Like it's a, it's a thing. So when we say black lives matter, it is all encompassing, but to them, us saying Black Lives Matter is the same as, as them saying all lives, um, there's the people that say all lives matter. Because it's like, yeah, you're covered in that. You're supposed to be covered in that. That's all lives matter. Everybody should not be killed. But it's like, yeah, but we're talking about us. We're victims of a lot of hate. So why are you not addressing us too? Well, we're saying that when we say Black sure. Lives Matter. So in our eyes, we're saying the right thing. Black Lives Matter. You're Black. Your life matters. But they're saying, I get that you think that, but at the end of the day, when it we all stop this, when it's no longer Black Lives Matter, now it just becomes Trans Lives Matter. So I'm fighting for two different struggles here. I hope that know, what I said made sense. You know, it did. You know, the average lifespan for a trans person is 35? Mm-hmm. 35. And I think they said the odds are that they're going to be murdered is higher than most people. I feel like I read that one. Also, um, another big thing. Um, I think that it's, it's good that we discuss this. And I, I think it's important that we, we finally go out and arrest the people who murdered Breonna Taylor. I think that it's great that uh, that's, that's a t-shirt. We should make that t-shirts. We should, we should uh, arrest the cops who committed murder and then question the mother, asking her if there was anybody that might want to harm Breonna Taylor. We should, we should arrest those people. I was going to say something that was my true feelings, but that, yeah. that almost slipped out. You know what I hate about the Breonna Taylor thing? The fact that they're not arrested? In addition to that, I hate <laughs> that she has to get added on like an asterisk, if you see what I mean, right? Like, and it goes back to the same trans lives matter type thing. Um, I feel like, not I feel like, it is sad that we have to mention and go out of our way to fight for justice for Breonna Taylor. When, if it's a black man, it's kind of like generally understood, yo, we're trying to make a difference and stop it. I think it speaks volumes to the internal struggle, again, that I'm I'm mentioning. But I hate the fact that you got to come out and save Breonna Taylor specifically. She's not a, when it, when it's, when, at least when I hear people mention Breonna Taylor, it's not like, yo, she was another person that was murdered right by the police it's like yo she was murdered by the police and y'all acting like this didn't happen like y'all are overlooking right and I, i'm grateful that people are pushing the issue where she's not being overlooked but i hate the fact that that that's the climate that we're in that that has to happen yeah. i shouldn't have to constantly remind you that a black woman got killed yeah I realistically hear people we hear you yeah um i so, um, last thing for me that I was really just going to say, I know that we, you know, but um, I think that as somebody said it earlier before, Ted, I kind of disagree with you on something. Um, you talked about 
it being uh, white men who are not un- who not comfortable with their sexuality. And I think that it's I'm not saying just start. white men. I- oh, sorry, I can't hear you. Oh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm just kind of going off. Oh, okay. So okay, I'm so I, I'm, I could be wrong. You could be saying some other stuff. So I'm really just trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I was saying is, um, I also think that <laughs> it is. So during slavery, there was a lot of breaking the buck, right? Um, and this is not only in America, but a lot of Caribbean countries as well. Intention, intentionally reducing the idea of what a man was, right? And if he was a feminine man, meaning he was a man who was raped or he was a man that was broken, right? Then he was seen as less attractive. And people have culturally took that as to point a lot of negative images and negative stereotypes around that lifestyle. However, what you come to understand is people who are trans are not trans by choice. You know, it's like, if you're trans, you're not trans because you chose to be trans, but this is a chemical, like a chemical thing that is happening to your brain and your idea and your psyche to make you um, stick to this identity. So I definitely feel like there's a lot of black people who fight the idea of trans and anything else other than heteronormative uh, structures because of slave mentality, you know? That's Can it. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Lamel? No. I just muted myself because I was going to be dissatisfied if you couldn't hear me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't hear where you disagree. It still sounds like you're saying that it started. Yeah, it sounds like he's just like adding on to that extra yeah, point. That's all I heard. The moral of the story: the start is white men. <laughs> he yeah, can't ask what the world needs to address. White <laughs> men ruin the world. Yeah, also, the names were Rhea Milton mm-hmm. and Dominique. I forgot her last name. Give me one second. You ain't even right. give Taj a chance to say yes. Oh, yeah, pressure's on. I, I, I I'm not we'll, waiting for y'all no more with these questions. <laughs> I guess we'll, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention at least Father's Day. Remiss. So, um, we'll all, I guess we'll all give a little bit of little uh, talk on it. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, those older anything. than us. Happy Father's yeah, Day gen- to the good ones. Yeah, happy <laughs> Father's Day to the, happy Father's Day to the, to the dads, not the people who just shot sperm. Not, Word. We don't need those guys. But happy, happy Father's Day. Day. Happy Father's Day to the people who are our age, who have kids and are taking care of them, to the generations before us, especially the impactful fathers who don't just father their own kids, but also father generations, you know, the, mm. the community leaders that actually care about us, grandfathers, um, the people who live through those rough times because they're... Jim Crow was not that long ago. Civil rights was not that long ago. So Sick we have baby. grandfathers, yeah, we have grandfathers who lived through those times and father us the right way. So happy Father's Day to you. And the potential fathers, <clears throat> the ones that's, you know, that's about to come up. Don't, mm. don't back out. You know what you're doing. Don't back no, out. Don't back out. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Almost said something wild crazy. And don't get mad if she put you on child support because that was your responsibility. Wild crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, get mad at child support. Don't to, back out. To those fathers that are doing their job, um, happy Father's Day to you. And it's important to note um, that 
you are needed in your child's life, in every stage of your child's life. Um, no one in this podcast right now has their father in their lives. And there are things that we go through and moments that we experience that having a older black male figure would do amazing things in helping us move through things. That's not the case for us. But to those that are there or those families and children, um, happy Father's Day to you because you actually deserve it. Have a question. Yes. Lamella, I thought your dad was in there. That I, there. Oh. Remember, I, <laughs> my secret. What did I say? I have a, I have a, none of this. I have a, none of this. In your life or alone? <laughs> <laughs> he said, in my life. In your I life. Said, Ooh. Dude, I'm pretty sure Todd showed his father yesterday. Nah, no, no, no count. <laughs> <laughs> <ain't talking> <laughs> but I think that, um, I, I think this is a conversation that um, we all have had. There's been times where, even as a son, I've had to have those conversations and say, you know what, we need to make this relationship better for me. Yeah. So I think that um, fatherhood and and sonhood, I'm even going to say that, sonhood, right? Because that's an experience that we all understand, right? Being, a, being somebody's son puts you in position and gives you responsibility and roles. So when you see a father and you know what a father is, you look for those roles as well. So um, I think that even for the sons there that are feeling rejected from their fathers, um, one, fathers be better. Because there are a lot of fathers who know how to be good fathers and who choose not to, you know? Mm. I, I give this example fruitfully. My dad was 15 and going on 16. He should have stepped up as a 16-year-old and figured out what to do to be a better father. You know, I will not hide that from him. But what I will, I, I understand where he is and I forgive him for the, for the mistake that he's made. And I feel like as sons, we also tend to not do that. Forgive our fathers for not being excellent, even though they could have been. You know? I think that this generation is probably... It could be one to break those break those chains. Yeah, because a lot of fathers, it, it's a generational curse with fatherhood. A lot of times, you you learn how to be a father through your father. So if you don't have a father in your life, you have two choices to make: I can be the man that he never was, or I can take after him. And a lot of times, it's easier to take after him, especially. And I think this is very important: men be a father in spite of the mother. I don't a lot of the relationships a lot of the relationships don't work out um sometimes you have a one night stand sometimes you're with somebody that you're in love with and you have a child and then you break it off and exactly fathers get to leave but you that's not something you should do though I don't know (laughs) this made me laugh but it's really stupid so I'm gonna say it anyway y'all ever watch um Queer Eye for the Straight Guy Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's hilarious. They do like a queer eye makeover thing, right? I forgot the guy's name, but he said just because you American doesn't mean you American should. So <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, exactly. Just because you American leave because America allows that type of thing doesn't mean that you should. You you don't understand the the way that you're continuing on this this cycle and the only way to break it is while you're in it. So when you leave your child, you force those two options on him to either be a good man or be like my father. 
And a lot of times we go with that easier option, especially when we don't have any male influence in our life. So be a good man, be a good father in spite of the mother. That was my, that's my spiel. Yo, can I ask something else? Don't reject your kids because they're not the man that you want them to be. That's another thing, especially with manhood. We see a lot of what we want our sons to be. And when our sons are not that, we reject them. And I feel like there's a big part of manhood where um, we always look for warriors and competitors. And when we don't get that, we are so disappointed in our children and ourselves that we don't, we don't praise who our children are, you know? Um, Not to even circle back on this conversation, but this is why I I appreciate Dwayne Wade so much as a father, you know? Because you see that one, what he's doing, right? And he's a great father. And what he's not allowing to happen is, like, he's allowing your brain to flourish as a man. He's supporting, right? And he's leading. So no matter what, you always have a good example of what a man should be, you know? Oh, I'm a leader. I'm a supporter. And I'm, and I am accepting of identities that are not my own. So I think lessons like that are what most men should should strive to teach their sons strength and, I, and, and fragility. And I think that that's why this generation has the best chance of, like I said, breaking that curse is because these are conversations that were not happening in the eighties and the nineties. It was all, it's been taboo and the early 2000s. shit like that for years to exactly to accept your son for what he is. There's a lot of things that come with that, that all goes back to the toxic, both masculinity and femininity that's pushed on men as what they're supposed to be doing. I think as a father, you need to, are basic things that you should teach your son. You need to teach him how to be a man. And like Lamel said, how to be the man is not what you think it is. It's not this patriarchy. It's about being a leader. It's about being strong. It's about knowing who you are and being comfortable with self. And fragility is very important in that because if you don't feel like you can be vulnerable, then you won't be. And you'll be aggressive and you'll be overly aggressive and you'll be a a lot of times you'll be a criminal. You'll be somebody that's not accepted because of who you are. Because you're not accepted for who you are, you won't be accepted for who you become, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, men, you have a you have a tough responsibility. But if you keep leaving it to the mothers, the world is just going to continue to burn because mothers have a hard job to do, but they need our help. So step the fuck up just step up stop nothing and everybody if you want to be a good father don't have 12 kids there's no reason for you to have disciples just be a father that's all you need that's it yeah. <laughs> yo r.i.p to my pops um before my pops died he was my best friend i know that most people can't say that about their parents uh some people's parents are alive and don't have the relationship with them that i have so um shout out to you my father my dad um, and I wish you were here, but you were taken from me. So it is what it is. Jay, I just want to say you a piece of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you caught me <laughs> mid laugh. I am dying with laughter. And then you was like, rest in peace to my dad. Now I look like an asshole on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's something you right after is definitely going to help your image, right? <laughs> Good setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you now are that, the reason that I made that joke. <laughs> how, how old were you when he passed away, though? Uh, it was a late 12th birthday gift. Wow. Wow. That's about the age I lost my grandfather. 
towards my father. And my yeah, we, we had that talk, twin. Yeah. Remember when we sat in the car and had a talk, and um, all of us were like, yo, we thugs, and then we was all weeping? Yes. What a night that was. We bought a bottle afterwards. Yeah, we did. Tag, take us home. Word. Somebody um, get me out of here. <laughs> Last thing okay, I guess I want to say is uh, thanks. I want to thank mothers who have had to step up, <laughs> but I also want to hope that there are less mothers who are trying to get appreciation on Father's Day. One lesson Word. that my mother always kept trying to reinforce to me, and it's something that I carry forward, is that she couldn't teach me how to be a man. And unfortunately, I had to learn that lesson on my own. And yeah. But understanding that you can, as a mother, you can only teach your son how he should love a woman or how he should treat a woman. And don't let that be, uh, don't let your previous hurt reflect let into it, your child. Yeah, don't let it come mm -hmm. from a place of hate and pain. I'm so glad that my mother really enforced that she was not my father and that I had to find my manhood on my own because I feel like that took away a big stint that I know a lot of people do have. Um, that being said, Thank you guys. Kwame, did you want to say anything? I don't know. I don't I want to say something. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of the Knowledge of Ignorance podcast. We have been Jay, Taj, Lamel, and Kwame. And I'm Ted. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, before we go, before we go, before we go. Before we go. Arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. Right. And shout out to you, Jeremy. Jeremy, my brother, doing his thing. Woo! Three kids, that's awesome. Oh, Black yeah, my, yo. Black man doing his I thing mean, with his kids. He listens to Taiwan, too. He listens. Uh, I don't know if he can Taiwan. Oh, yeah, Taiwan. the ball flag. Let's go. Oh, yeah, what are we doing? Let's shout out the dad. Shout out Sean from the park, because I know he would Not murder someone fact. for his kid. Walter. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I apologize. You know what? I'm so... So, my principal... Um, Mr. Brown, who just became a doctor, is also the father of three kids doing an amazing, phenomenal job as a father. He is a great example of a, of a male figure because he's from the hood, but he will let you know that um, the way the hood taught him to function isn't the only way that you need to move to be a man, right? And he raises his kids in the manner to understand that you don't have to do what I did um, to be a real man. And Freddie Gibbs, shout out to Freddie Gibbs, because he doesn't want his son to be a hoodlum either. And can we hurry up and get off? I'm running out of people. Yeah, we're done. It's just, so, Jake, real quick, I just wanted to say happy Father's Day to Sean. Um, he, he actually happy does Father's show, but he's a good father and everything. Loves the shit out of his kids. So happy Father's Day, as that. Omar, you happy too, Father's Day, Sean. Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out.